Hey guys, it's Emma and Shannon, and welcome back to our podcast, She's an Engineer. Happy New Year, everyone. We're both back at it, and today we're going to talk about physical health and wellness um, for yourself and also just how to achieve all of your professional goals through making sure you're living a healthy lifestyle. So I'll just have Emma dive right into it and talk a little bit about physical health, such as nutrition and exercise. Yeah. Also, this is going to be a two-part series. So our first part is talking about physical health and wellness. And then the second episode is going to be talking about goal setting because we know that's a really hot topic right now because we're starting the new year. We want to start off the new year on the right foot. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to start off talking about like nutrition. And one thing that it's really important to keep in mind is that food is like fuel for your body. So it's not something that we want to shame ourselves for. um, But you have to keep in mind like whatever you're consuming is supposed to be fuel for like you know, exercise or, you know, brain power, things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And everyone's goals are a little bit different in terms of nutrition, but, and like not all of nutrition should be focused on weight loss. So you should just like eat in a way that makes your body feel good and feel healthy and addresses any like specific health issues or conditions that you may have. So I think overall, as like a population, we also should be aiming to consume less salt or sodium because on average, Americans consume way too much salt or sodium. And that's the type of thing that can lead to like hypertension, which Mm -hmm. is not good for your heart, makes your heart have to work harder. So That is definitely something I think everyone should keep in mind unless they have some sort of like hypotension disorder where their doctor is recommending them to consume more sodium. Mm -hmm. So there are some diets that are recommended by physicians. You don't have to follow any specific diet, though, to have good nutrition. Um, But some of some of these Um, Diets can be helpful for those who do have heart conditions like hypertension, which is high blood pressure. I should have mentioned that. Or maybe like high cholesterol. So these diets include the Mediterranean diet and the DASH diet. So the DASH diet is more like specifically for those who have hypertension. It helps to lower, um, it helps to lower blood pressures. And this diet can also be done by people who don't have hypertension, like it's not restricted to those who have hypertension, but basically it just includes foods that are rich in potassium, calcium, and magnesium, and it limits foods that are high in sodium, saturated fat, and added sugars. So saturated fats would be those that are solid at room temperature, which includes like butter or coconut oil, Mm -hmm. but things like olive oil, um, canola oil, which is like kind of controversial, but things like that are better for you than things that are solid at room temperature. Mm -hmm. Then the Mediterranean diet is adapted from the diets of those who live in the Mediterranean region. 
And this one emphasizes plant-based foods and healthy fats. So in this diet, you would eat mostly vegetables, fruits, whole grains, and olive oil would be your main source of fat. And um, research has actually shown that it can lower your risk of cardiovascular disease and other things. But again, if you're seeking, you know, medical advice, you should definitely talk to a nutritionist, dietitian, or your physician, um, and they can help give you good recommendations. So there are some good, you know, nutrition goals that you can help to set for yourself in 2023 if you want. Some of them include reducing your meat intake. So this can be done, I think, like pretty easily by, if you want, committing to meat-free Mondays or if you want to eat meat-free, you know, Monday through Friday or maybe a good way to start would be like maybe one or one day a week or maybe like one week a month you eat meat-free, so you eat plant-based. Um... And if you're, like, really concerned about hitting your protein intake, you can also add in whey or vegan protein powders or eat other sources of protein such as beans, um, tofu, things like that to supplement your meat-free diet. Yes, like pea protein is a good protein powder for those who are plant-based and also um, I actually have not tried this yet, but my I got a package of soy curls for Christmas this year that are also very high in protein. And I, I do want to mention that I personally don't eat meat, um, but I do think it is maybe good to think about how much meat you are consuming and then maybe almost see it as a specialty meal. Like like Emma, you were saying, maybe having it once a week as a, as a treat and not just consuming it every single day, especially red meat too, because that isn't great for your heart. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you do eat eggs, eggs are also a pretty good source of protein, I would say, for most mm-hmm. people. And it's like a way to also eat more sustainably. You can purchase, you know, um, cage-free eggs, things like that. Another goal that's related is also increasing your vegetable consumption. So, Instead, a lot of nutritionists do say, like, instead of focusing on maybe taking things out of your diet, like, oh, you're going to say, I'm not going to eat any, like, pretzels or snack foods like chips. Instead of saying that, because that, I think that's, like, a little bit harder to do, Mm -hmm. you can think about, like, adding something to your diet instead. You can add more vegetables to your diet, so maybe you eat two more portions of vegetables every day. Um, You can focus on eating the rainbow, you know, eat, make sure you have something of every color on your plate. That's also, also, it just is aesthetically pleasing. Like it makes you happier to look at your meal. Yeah. And I I think if you want to increase your vegetable consumption, um, I guess a recommendation I would have, instead of steaming your vegetables, try roasting them in the oven or pan frying them and make sure you add seasoning too. Um, Of course, not too much salt, but like add garlic powder and, and anything else that would be good on them. And then it'll taste better and be healthier for you. Right. And also another tip I would give for 
seasonings is try not to use those seasonings that have salt in them. So like a Mrs. Dash's seasoning or like an adobo seasoning because those are very, very high in sodium. And I know it like tastes good, but you can add similar flavors by using like just plain garlic powder or onion powder or salt-free seasonings. And then you'll know how much salt you yourself are putting into the dish. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. And then one way I also increase my vegetable consumption is I try to drink green juice. You can put anything you want in it, but like my green juice base is usually like kale, apples, lemons. Um, I try not to add like sugar or anything to it because you know, apples are naturally sweet, things like that. But you can also add other things to it if you want. You can add you know, coconut, if you like coconut, you can add pineapple, you know, you can add like any fruit you want that, you know, you think tastes good. And yeah. One other thing I wanted to mention quickly in here, if you are trying to eat more fruits and vegetables, it's probably also good to eat seasonally. So then you're getting the freshest fruit and vegetables, the freshest produce for each season. It's like in the winter, squash is a big vegetable that you could get into, squash soup, spaghetti squash. Um, But you can also look into that and then buying from your local co-op, local farmers or a, a farmer's market. Yeah, one thing that we used to do together, actually, when we lived in Pittsburgh, is we got this Misfits Market box. I know that the structure of Misfits Market is, like, different now, Mm -hmm. where you, like, choose the things that come into your box. But that's also a good way of getting um, less expensive, organic produce, uh, whether that be fruits or vegetables, into your home and maybe like try new things like we I think we ate a lot of like zucchini we even Mm -hmm. though I don't even like zucchini (laughs) (laughs) we ate a lot of we ate a lot a big variety of vegetables for like college students because we were getting these boxes like every two weeks Mm -hmm. so that's true yeah and it's fun so if you live with friends I think that's like a fruitful endeavor or you if you don't live by yourself I think that's a fruitful endeavor I think if you live by yourself it's harder because you know um it's hard to eat all of those vegetables and Mm -hmm. including the other ones that you might buy elsewhere in two weeks or before they go bad Mm -hmm. okay So enough talking about vegetables, but the next tip or the next goal that you could have for this year and also for the future would be to drink more water. So you can get one of those like big water bottles or you can just like track how many cups of water you're drinking. I know Mm -hmm. some people use like MyFitnessPal. You don't even have to do that. You could just aim to if you're craving, you know, something to drink if you're craving like a soda or something my go-to would be to go for like a cup of seltzer or you know just a cup of water and sometimes it was just your body telling you i i'm thirsty like i need hydration Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's just really good for your skin your health your digestion your energy levels like a lot of headaches can I find that for me, a lot of my headaches come because I'm dehydrated. So once I get enough hydration, then they tend to go away. 
So yeah. Also, you need to drink a lot of water when you're exercising too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I only have like three more tips for nutrition. So the next one would be like to skip soda or soft drinks. Even like diet drinks. I know a lot of people drink diet drinks because um, less like sugar intake. But those are also really full of like artificial sugars, which are not necessarily good for you. And just the amount of sugar that's in it and everything else can lead to like unsustainable energy spikes. So like that's why you're crashing so hard after you have soda. Mm -hmm. So what I do is sometimes I'll just like go get a sparkling water instead if I'm like really craving something and you can put some fruit or if it's like plain sparkling water you can like squeeze some lemon in it it honestly I think it tastes really good or you can drink some kombucha kombucha is really good too Mm -hmm. and it's good for gut health yes (laughs) yes okay so second to last tip would be to snack healthier So honestly, I personally like to be prepared with my snacks, like when I go to school, because then I won't go and like go and look for like snacks. And the only things that are around are things like pretzels or chips or things like that. So it's good to like bring a granola bar or, you know, bring some hummus if you can to bring to work, bring some carrots, some peas, things like that. My favorite snack, which maybe the past year, I have a slight obsession, but it's popcorn and it's making like buying just the popcorn kernels, adding a little bit of oil in a pan and then doing it on the stove. So you end up like not adding that much. You can add a little bit of oil or butter when it's done in some salt and I add nutritional yeast. But overall, like that is a pretty good alternative if you like savory chips, um, things like that. It's a lot better for you. Yeah, and especially if you add, like, salt-free seasonings to popcorn, I think it can be really good. But I love popcorn as a snack as well. Mm -hmm. I also like to take, like, fruit as a snack. Like, oranges and things are, like, really easy, like, on-the-go snacks. Yes. Or applesauce. (laughs) But, yeah, all good options. Um, You can even, like, try and make some, like, granola at home. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll actually, like, bring a chia seed uh, pudding to school. So, like, I'm not much of a morning breakfast eater. But I find that, like, if I prep a chia seed pudding the night before and then I bring it to school and let's say I get hungry at, like, 10 or 11 then I can just eat that and feel satisfied and not want anything else. Mm -hmm. Or overnight oats, similar concept there too. Yeah, yeah, good options. Okay, and the last one, which kind of has to do with what we were just talking about, is just to set yourself up well for the day. So if you're just looking to improve your energy levels or your overall health, it's not like you have to completely overhaul what you've been doing. It's just like, a good thing to do would be to prepare something the night before. So the morning before you're going to work or class or wherever you're going, it's not like you're like rushing out the door 
and you're trying to prepare something really quickly or you don't you just like don't have time um, if it's sitting there like it's easy you can just like grab it and bring it to work mm-hmm. so you can start by focusing on like one meal a day like breakfast so you can prepare your overnight oats or your chia seed pudding you can even just like bring cereal to work like like bring a box of cereal if you work in an office bring a box of cereal to work maybe keep like a jug of milk or whatever you want like in the fridge mm-hmm. make it at work that's super easy yeah that is yeah exactly um so yeah so those are all like i think attainable nutrition tips for 2023 and beyond Yes, I think so. Just some friendly reminders for ourselves, too. Exactly. And then lastly, I think I'm just going to talk about physical health really quickly. So physical health is also very important. It's important to stay active. Um, It's important to get your cardio in, make sure your heart is healthy. And this doesn't necessarily have to do with, you know, any physical fitness goals either. It's not like you're you have to do this to aim to lose weight or to gain muscle, but it just can be beneficial for your heart and it's good to not have a sedentary lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So you can, you know, you can weight lift, you can do cardio, you can swim, you can climb, you can go for hikes, like any way you can to like stay active, whatever way you prefer is like the best way to stay active. I think if you're enjoying what you're doing, then that's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And if you are sitting a lot at a desk, I think if you're allowed to, you can probably get a standing desk. I've seen people use those like small biking desks. I've seen people use like treadmill desks, which are really interesting. So those are also ways that you can increase your physical activity even while you're working. And then just like a friendly reminder per the CDC, Um, They recommend that each week adults get 150 minutes of moderate intensity physical exercise and two days of muscle strengthening activity. And, you know, when you hear the phrase 150 minutes of physical activity, it does sound like a lot. But if you break it down, that's not that much. That's only 30 minutes per day. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Over, over a work week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, over five, over five days, that would only be 30 minutes a day. Like, so I think that's, I think that's pretty attainable. I think so, too. Yeah. Now we're going to switch over to professional wellness. And professional wellness, also known as occupational wellness, it's important because it empowers us to prepare for our academic career and also professional career so that we have personal satisfaction and enrichment in it. So I'm just going to talk through a few personal wellness tips, which kind of resonated with me for this year. So the first one is avoid overworking yourself and focus on finding a work-life balance. And I know we've talked about this a little bit before, but two things that I wanted to focus on here. The first is setting healthy boundaries and this is really important. So if you decide to only work eight to five each day with an hour lunch break, make sure you are stepping away at 5 p.m. And if your coworker or boss comes to you towards the end of the day and asks you to finish something that day and you know it's going to 
take you longer, it's okay to say no. You can ask if it you can get to it the next day. And I recently had this happen to me. Someone asked me to do something at 4.45 p.m. And, and I actually had the courage to be like, well, you know, I only am working for 15 more minutes today, but I'm happy to start at first thing tomorrow morning. Um, so just making sure you have those boundaries between your work life and professional life. Another thing to do is if you're working from home or working a hybrid schedule, whenever you are working at your home office, make sure that you have some sort of separation between your office and your personal life. So if that means you have a separate room for your office, shut down your computer at the end of the day and close the door so then it's kind of out of your mind um, as you get into your evening time. The other thing is make sure you use your PTO days. I think this is really important here, especially if you're new in your career. I know I've been uh, kind of hoarding all of my PTO days recently to earn enough to go on a big vacation, Um, but I think it's important to use your PTO days because your work gives those to you for you to relax and reset and come back to work refreshed. So make sure you use them and if they if you do lose them over a certain period of time, use them before you lose them. And it's good to spend time with family and friends too. Yeah. The next thing is unplug from technology. So I need to get better at this, but make sure you're eating lunch away from your computer. This is a good just 30 minutes to an hour break from screen time um, and allows you to focus on your lunch and not just eating as you're still doing work. You can also get up and walk around once every hour, once every two hours in your office and just do a little tour around. I even like to walk the stairs in my office building too. If you want to go on a longer walk, maybe take one longer midday walk every day or whatever works with your schedule and grab a cup of coffee and come back to work. And then the the last thing is consider walking or biking to work. I know it's still winter and still pretty cold everywhere across the country, but maybe as it starts to warm up, see if your your office is walkable or bikeable. Next, I would recommend create a positive work environment. So make sure you're creating connections with your other students if you're in school or your other colleagues because you spend a lot of time with them, sometimes even more time than your family. So try to connect with them and have personal connections. My office, we do a Monday morning call every week and we talk about what we did over the weekend and that is one way to connect socially and then we also talk about our work for the week so then if you need to balance out workloads. Um, You can talk to two other people on the call. You can also attend happy hours or any sort of brown bag lunches that you're doing with your office just to create those connections. So this is an important one. Make sure you're not comparing yourself to other people in your office and remind yourself that professional wellness is doing what you love and we're all unique people on different career paths. Your career path is probably not going to be linear or exactly how you were imagining it from the beginning. There might be some roadblocks along the way, but that's just part of everyone's career and overcoming those barriers. These last two I really enjoy. So I love to listen to music while I'm working, and I have a few different playlists. One is my morning coffee playlist, where it's more chill and folky, and then I have some more upbeat playlists to really get in the groove while you're working. So if you can 
I wouldn't even say that's multitasking, but you know, put on your headphones, get in the groove, and sometimes it helps you pump out the more tedious work that you might be doing. And then lastly, you can also add greenery to your workspace. I think I need to do this. I'm, I actually read this and decided I'm going to propagate my Monstera at my apartment and bring it into my Ooh. office. I had a zebra plant in my office, but it was really hard to take care of and I needed to water it every day. Leaving it over the weekend, it started to die. Um, I had to bring that one home, but maybe get an office-friendly plant. Yeah, I feel like succulents are really good for yeah keeping them alive over extended periods of time without much care so mm-hmm. yeah snake plants spider plants monsteras those are probably some other good ones to look into as well mm-hmm. um, another physical wellness idea is make sure you're maintaining hobbies outside of work as emma mentioned in the n- nutrition and health part of this podcast it's important to get physical and make sure you have at least 20 to 30 minutes of physical activity per day And increasing your blood flow and adrenaline will give you the energy that you need throughout the day. So maybe have some sort of yoga or light workout in the morning to get you through that work day. Something else you can look into is doing meditation. Even just a five-minute meditation helps me sometimes if you're you're feeling really stressed or overwhelmed. And take take those five minutes for yourself and just focus on your breathing um, and Don't let any of that stress or anxiety infiltrate your brain. Agreed. And there are lots of great apps for that, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of them, Headspace, I've used before. Yeah, I've also used Calm. Those are all pretty good. Or even just go on Spotify. This is what I normally do. Go on Spotify and do, like, five-minute stress-free meditation, and there's tons of options. I do that too. Yeah. Those are really good. We need to make a meditation playlist. I think we'll make a meditation playlist and share it with you guys. I like that idea. (laughs) Something else, make sure you're maintaining support systems. And if you need to, talk to a therapist. Um, They can help you through any mental health issues. And some of them even do it remotely if you don't feel comfortable going in person. Or if it's just easier to do remotely, you can do therapy sessions via phone call or Zoom. Um, Those are great options. And then make sure you're connecting with your friends and family and finding creative ways to do this if your friends are across the country too. So Emma and I and our friend Tiffany, we have a little book club that we try to meet every month or every other month. And lastly, this will lead into part two of this series, but reflect on your personal goals. We're at the start of a new year, and I think it's good to start some tangible goals that you can focus on this year. So just assess what your current goals are and determine if that's still what you want to achieve in your career. So I think it's okay to adjust them or make new goals along the way. You can also consider journaling or documenting your thoughts to help figure out what you really enjoy doing, um, what you like and dislike in your career or in your current job. I recently did this. I was feeling a little overwhelmed at my job, so I just started writing down all of my thoughts, like what projects I liked working on and didn't like working on. And then you can narrow in on, okay, these projects I like, so that is where I kind of see my career going and wanting to pull in similar types of projects or just expand on that type of work. 
You can also find a mentor. Hopefully at work, you might be paired with a supervisor or maybe you have multiple mentors. I think it's really important as an entry-level engineer to find mentors, project-specific, or even just to talk about your professional goals with because they have a lot more experience and have done it before. So I think it's great to hear others, other people's advice on that. Um, as far as goal setting, maybe you have one really large goal you see off in the distance, like in five years you want to achieve something in your professional world, or maybe break it up and set some mini goals along the way to help you get there because it can seem a little daunting if you just have one overarching goal, but you need to come up with some smaller tangible goals to that are the stepping stones for you. And lastly, just a friendly reminder, make sure you're doing work that you find interesting and rewarding because that's really important. If you're doing something every day, 40 hours a week, you want to make sure that you enjoy it. Yeah, I agree. Also, don't be afraid to pivot if that's something that you think you need to do. I know a lot of people feel like, oh, I'm in this career path, like I Mm -hmm. need to continue with this, but don't be afraid to pivot. Maybe it's, maybe that's like the push that you needed. Yes, change can be scary, but it is normally good and it's a good learning experience. You can do the same thing every day for years and decide that you don't like it anymore and it's okay to leave. Yeah. And if you need more info, we did a career changing episode with Shannon's Aunt Donna. So Yes, that is a great episode. You might have to scroll back a little bit, but if you're interested in changing your career, give it a listen. Yeah. And I think that's it for this episode. We're going to follow this up with a second episode on goal setting. So watch out for that in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.